0: While it is extremely difficult, and while it does come with a lot of responsibility, a lot of headaches sometimes, and frustration, it also is absolutely incredible to be a part of something that you know you could never create on your own. And for me, that is the biggest reward, growing a team, is bringing together people with different skill sets, different backgrounds, different... You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 399. Hello, everybody. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. I'm coming off of a week where I actually flew in four members of Team Hirsch. And it wasn't like a team retreat where we were just going to go have a bunch of fun. We did have fun, but we did a ton of work. Like my brain was so fried at the end of every day because we I rented an Airbnb close to my house. Beautiful Airbnb, so we had a lot of space. And we just worked on SOPs, on process, on brainstorming, on training videos, just the things that I felt like it got to a point where it was like, if we don't all step out of our day to day for a couple of days and, you know, meetings and just the day to day grind, we are never gonna do this. Like, we're never gonna update these things. We're never gonna smooth these things over, build out a sauna checklist, all those things. And so I flew everybody out here and we had. Going into it, we had this whole list of things that we were going to do. It was like agenda, like each day we're going to do this. We had already done brainstorming beforehand. So it was amazing. And then each night, there's two nights, we went out to dinner. We did an escape room and it was just like full 12-hour days of peopling for me. So I, by the end of this week, was like, okay, I am going to do nothing now for a few days. I have been like, I feel like I put on a live event or something huge or went to a big live event. So it was incredible. And it's always so amazing to me When I get around my team and I hear like the collaboration and I sit back and listen. And so that's a part of what today's episode is about and inspired from this. When I sit back and listen to team members or sometimes it's not even team members, it's coaches or it's an expert on something. And you really force yourself out of the mentality of like, you know what's best and you know exactly what to do. And and you're kind of operating in that automated mode so much amazing things can happen. And the best part about growing a team, like people ask me all the time, like, isn't it so hard to grow a team? And what do you like about it? What do you not like about it? While it is extremely difficult and while it does come with a lot of responsibility, a lot of headaches sometimes and frustration, it also is absolutely incredible to be a part of something that you know you could never create on your own. And for me, that is the biggest reward, growing a team. Is bringing together people with different skill sets, different backgrounds, different, you know, strengths and weaknesses to mine and then creating something incredible and creating a company that's incredible, creating a culture that's incredible and creating results for our clients and our members. I mean, that's what we spent the entire week doing is asking ourselves and working on things that are just going to improve the efficiency, and the quality of work that we create in our company. And so it goes so much beyond what I could ever do myself. So it was was amazing. So today I am talking about a, a mistake that most CEOs frequently make. And this is something I was reflecting on for myself after this week. So a lot of CEOs, a lot of my friends, a lot of you guys who listen to the podcast, like you're like me, where We are very fast, we operate and move very fast, we know what we're talking about, we're likely smart and intelligent, which is how we've built what we have, and we operate at a different level, and I'm not going to say a higher level, but a different level in speed than most, and I don't know if you guys have felt like this your whole life, but I have always felt like people just can't keep up with me and it's actually been frustrating like not in a good way where it's like I'm so awesome like people can't keep up with me in a way that I'm like why can't they (laughs) like I don't understand you know and and it's been frustrating and that you know I've realized over time this is the mistake that a lot of CEOs make is we get so wrapped up in that um, constant moving forward of like this is what we have to do we got to do this next and and pace and speed that we sometimes miss out on opportunities to hear a different perspective or to let somebody who actually could do something better than us take control and I see this mistake happening a lot with people who start to not even just hire a team but hire support in the form of they hire an agency or they hire a VA or they get a copywriter and they want to so badly let go of what they're trying to pass off and get off their plate, but they don't. And they end up, I mean, it's ultimately called micromanaging. They end up micromanaging that person and taking away from what the person or the company or the support or the coach or whoever it is is able to bring into the picture and so I was reflecting on this this week because I being with my team I had to consciously a couple of times during discussions like somebody would say a suggestion or an idea and immediately I was like well that's not a good idea or I'm gonna cut that off or like you know we should do this and here's the problem you guys as a CEO, even if you don't want it to be this way, when you speak, people will agree. And they'll be like, okay, yeah, that's right. We should go that way. So if you cut in without actually like taking a second and hearing different perspectives and ideas and just trying to be open, more open to it than you maybe would be, if you don't do that and you just cut in and take over, which we do so well, And so easily, without even realizing it, people won't actually speak up. And one thing I've noticed is I have gone in the past and tried to say, like, it's okay to speak up. Like, I want you to disagree with me and I want you to tell me. But unless you you actively demonstrate that, people won't. Because they don't even realize they're doing it. It's like this whole dynamic. When you have a leader in the room... And most CEOs like myself growing up, I just naturally was always the leader. Like I can't not lead. I'm in a conversation. I'll take over the the conversation. I don't mean to. I have to try not to on purpose. But and most of the time it's because I want to move faster than the room is moving or I'm like, okay, this is the way we need to do it. Like, let's just go. And even as a kid, you know, I'd get in a group. There's no leader. I'd be the leader. And I think as CEOs, like what happens is people need a leader. Okay. So other people, they want a leader. They want to follow somebody. And that's like how humans are designed. We need a leader. We want to follow a leader. When our kids, it's our parents. and, And then we look for that leadership in different areas. And so if you're in a room where you're the leader, and oftentimes, unless you're in a room with a bunch of other CEOs, you're going to be the leader and if you don't create the space intentionally where you purposely are like in your head, do not talk. (laughs) Like just don't talk for a second or do not step in or let them make that mistake or let them like have a conversation and then step in. If you don't purposely and intentionally do this, you will never hear other perspectives and it's because not because you didn't give them permission and you might have said verbally, like, what do you think? I want to hear what you think. Make sure you you know, disagree with me. If you do disagree with me, people won't unless you are quiet first because the second you jump in and you t- start to take over and you give your thoughts, generally, I'm not saying every time, but generally people will agree with it and they'll be like, eh, my idea was dumb. I'm not even going to say that. And so I have found myself oftentimes in situations with teams or even like other companies that I've hired, you know, if I've, if I've hired um, in the past like a video company or, or other people and, and I come in and take over and I'm like, this is the way it's going to be. This is my idea. While that's good, you have to make sure that you are not actually losing out on potential because the way it should be is that for so much of your business, you have to drive the vision, but you should hire experts who can do things better than you. And who can actually execute better than you could. And that is truly amazing when that happens. And so sometimes I witness this happening in the back end of other businesses. Where especially if somebody has previously run their own ads. Or has marketing experience or copywriting experience or whatever it is. They aren't willing to let go any control. And provide trust. And obviously I totally understand. Trust has to be earned. It has to be earned by you know my own team members but if you're hiring a team member an employee a company a coach and you don't trust them the relationship is never going to work you have to go into it with that trust until that trust is broken but if you don't go into it with trust and you try and take it over you might as well not be in that relationship so in this week with my team I we, we had a couple of like all team discussions we went to a table we all sat down we were discussing certain topics with how we should do things and there's times where I could step in and be like no this is how we should do it this is what I think and then everybody would just be like okay yeah we can do it that way but there was so much value for me in not doing that and letting the discussion happen for like an extra five minutes before I said anything and then what happens is they all go what do you think Emily like they all look to me and then I can speak and so much for me like my team's in the day-to-day they are the ones working one-on-one with clients and working with our market like a pro members and they're in that you know what you call the front lines and so I've watched many CEOs make the mistake of trying to dictate what the employees the team members have to do that are experts in their field that are on the front lines and it totally impacts the business and the results and honestly the satisfaction of that CEO because who wants to be micromanaging that's so miserable but yet a lot of us do that without even realizing that we're doing it and if your hiring process if your process at bringing in support or your process at hiring a coach or whatever it is this doesn't even have to be a team this is anybody that you are trying to hire and get support from to get help in your life in your business it could be a coach it could be you know a program you're buying if you don't go into it all in and with the trust and willing to listen and step back because we have such a dominant personality you will 100% miss out on opportunity to leverage different skill sets and leverage different abilities and I you know just reflected on this week and I watched it play out where I wanted to jump in and like take over at least three or four times and made myself just pause and listen and I didn't always agree I don't always agree. You know, sometimes I'm like, no, this is how we're going to do it. And I do have the final say. But the other piece to this is the people that you get support. And this is especially true with employees the people that you get support. If you don't allow this, then it becomes they just are like, well, we just do what the boss says. And so you see companies where employees start to just like clock in, clock out, and they don't think critically. And it's because that culture has been created. So this is an opportunity. For you to reflect for a second and again this goes beyond just employees. I'm obviously coming off a week where I was with employees and I and I'm, was reflecting on this and how powerful this is but this is everywhere in your life and I think people with our personality type with our dominant nature. Get into this place where we shoot ourselves in the foot and miss out on ideas and opportunities because we shut them down before they can even get out. So this is an opportunity for you to think about where is a place in my life that I could get a little bit more quiet and a little bit more curious and just listen and I don't have to do anything. I don't have to execute a new idea. I will tell you sometimes there's a lot of bad ideas. But it's important that the bad ideas can get out there because there might be one gold mine in all of those ideas. It's just like when you go try a bunch of things in your business or marketing and like 9 out of 10 don't work but that one just absolutely crushes it. If you're not trying all the things then you might be missing out on something you could do. You're not trying enough. Same thing if you're not circulating enough ideas and conversation and the ability to just listen You might miss out on something really important and really huge because you've convinced yourself that you have to run everything. And I promise, like it is so powerful when you can start to let this go. And it's essential for scaling your business. I mean, if you're at a place where you're making a million dollars a year and you don't have that team, this is something you really have to look at. Because I, I have watched many business owners hire an employee or hire a company to do something. And then they take over and they almost like basically put in the same amount of effort as if they were just going to do it themselves. And it's like, why would you even hire them? Like you may as well just do it yourself because you can't let it go. And that doesn't help you. That is going to prevent you so much from growing your company to the next level and getting that support. So this is my opportunity for you to reflect on that. And again, it, this actually goes beyond just business, but like where is an opportunity if you, especially if you have that dominant personality like me, where you're a natural leader, will people naturally will be quiet and listen to you? It's just the way it works, right? And and I'm not saying that like when I'm in the room, everyone listens. It's just people look for leaders, and if you're a leader, you have to intentionally make sure other people have a voice around you and can voice their opinions and strategies and ideas. And again, you don't have to go execute any of them. And some, a huge percentage, are going to be bad ideas. And you're going to be able to take your expertise and your opinion and explain why that is not a good idea, which empowers the people around you to not be afraid to bring those ideas, but to also feel empowered themselves about why something's not being done. And it's not, oh, just because so-and-so didn't say. It's because there's a reason, there's a why, there's a strategy behind it. All right, you guys, I thought this would inspire you. I thought this would give you something to think about. Thanks so much for tuning in today and I'll talk to you on Thursday. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing